Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons. 1380 KLIZ The Fan, also KLIZ.com and LakesWoodsAndIrons.com. And wherever you find your podcast, you can find us at Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Brought to you in part by SCR Northern, the ones with Old Man Winter on the truck. And by Whitefish Golf in Pequot Lakes, an experience that never disappoints. One of the area's premier 18-hole championship courses. Chris Foley with me, of course. Chris, uh, another week. Here we go. And uh, Tony Finau, one of really PGA's most popular players, gets a win uh, this past weekend. That's kind of good for golf. Well, it's great for golf. And you know, I think anybody who watched the, the series Full Swing it has become a huge Tony Finau fan. He, he, uh, he came off in that series so good and just showed what a good guy he was. But he's easy to root for. Yeah, yeah. I love the when he gets, you know, he's got the big family and uh, loves family most of all, really, and that comes across so so much so in every aspect of his life. And uh, you know, I think most people appreciate and really like that about him. And he had to battle with uh, John Rahm, so you can't really ask for much more than that as far as coming down the stretch with the uh, two players that everybody wants to see. Oh yeah, the, you know, two of the two of the top five in the world right now, and it, it, he, uh, you know, he, he had a three or four shot lead going into Sunday, and just never let off the gas. He didn't make any no mistakes, and John Rahm played great. Um, you know, it, what amazing is, is, you know, a year ago at this time we were talking about, you know, he was the hadn't even won an event. Right. And, uh, he, he's won he's won five times in his last forty one starts. Yeah, the, the only the only player you know the only player who's won more than him is Scotty Scheffler. He's won six. So yeah, uh, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy have all won five in the last uh, you know in the last year. So pretty strong. Yeah, big names are up there. Uh, the Live Tour had another tournament in Malaysia, I think. Uh, Taylor Gooch has been on fire. The, he won in Adelaide and then again in uh, Malaysia, but they got their leaderboard that they wanted, too. They had Sergio and uh, Phil, and they had probably their five biggest names were in the top six or seven when the last day started, so they were, I'm sure, very pleased with their leaderboard, at least, if not their television coverage. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, Taylor Gooch, $8 million in two weeks. It's pretty amazing. What's the old, you know, it's a living. It's, that's the old expression. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. On the uh, LPGA, do we know who won? I can't uh, think of it offhand. Uh, Charlie Hall. Oh, yeah. Which is a nice win, win for her. Um, you know, one of the best players out of the U.K., and, and she, you know, she has not played great over the past year, but uh, has you know had a couple of good weeks recently and a uh, great golf course in Wilshire Country Club. I wish there would have been more coverage of that because it's such a, a classic, great golf design. Yeah, she's uh, when she gets, she's one of those kind of streaky. She gets her game right and she's up at the up at the top of the leaderboard for maybe a month or six weeks or something like that. Then she seems to go away just. One of that style of golf, I guess, can lose her game maybe a little bit, but also find it. So, uh, pretty, pretty. You know, the, the average player on the PGA Tour uh, makes 
the majority of their money in a four to six week period for the year. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because right, right now, you know, in the men's game, there, there's, you know, about six really hot players that are playing better than everybody else. Uh, you know, if you take Scheffler, Rob, Cantley, McElroy, Tony Finau, and then you've got that, you know, a group below them. Like you could put Sam or Max Homa in there because he, he uh, you know, he's a defending champion this week. But if you, if you go much further down the list, you, there's a lot of parity. So there, you know, you take the top, you know, five to ten, and then you go below that, and uh, you know, kind of that player that's that's making all their catch in three, four, five week period. Yeah, and then even over years, you can kind of watch that. I mean, all-time great players, Johnny Miller and and uh, the like. You know, you can kind of slice about a five or six-year period out of their whole career, and that's where they won for the sure. bulk of their tournaments. They got uh, a hold of their yeah. game real well for, you know, in some cases it's weeks, in some cases it's uh, hopefully years. For the, that's what the guys are trying for, of course. And, right. Uh, it's interesting when you break down a 20-year career, uh, how many of the wins fall into about a five-year window for an awful lot of those guys? No, that's exactly right. When's my five-year window, Chris? That's what. It, it, it's uh, it's coming up. It's about to start tonight with the N- men's league. Nice, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting a while for it. So, you know, you put in uh, fifty-five years, and it's finally your time. <laughs> You're due, Mac. We've got a good guest coming up. Uh, Women's golf coach this week at the University of Minnesota, correct? Yeah, we uh, we've got Matt Higgins coming up, uh, who's the assistant women's golf coach at the University of Minnesota. We had Robert Bell on last week, so I want to give you the uh, the ladies team, which has had a very nice season. Uh, hear about that from Matt. Nice. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Also find us at KLIZ.com and LakesWoodsAndIrons.com and really wherever you find your podcasts. Brought to you in part by Shannon's Auto Body with a new location coming to Brainerd to better serve their customers and by Ernie's on Gull and Experience in Dining on the shores of Gull Lake. Open year-round at 11 with deck and patio seating. Ernie's, your happy place. Chris, special guest again this week, and uh, let you handle the introductions. Yeah, I want to welcome to the show Matt Hankins. Matt is the assistant women's golf coach at the University of Minnesota. Uh, they're just wrapping up their season, and wanted to have Matt on the show. So w- welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Mac. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, you uh, you and I have known each other for gosh, probably 15 years or more since you were the the coach at uh, Concordia St. Paul, and uh, you know you, you've had a very upward trajectory since your time there. And give us a little bit about your background and how you got into college coaching, Matt. Sure. Well, my my background's a little a little different than I think most college coaches, especially at this level. But you know, I was working at Concordia in a different job actually and and uh at the time my athletic director who was dan o'brien he's a well-known local guy here a football guy um he was he tried to get me to start a golf program i kept putting him off and finally i just said fine i'll do it i'll start it uh, tell me what i need to do and and we started as a club team for the first year and then the second year uh 
he made it into a full-fledged division two sport. Uh, so we did wow. that for the women's team, and and uh, uh, we did that for about three or four years, and then in 2005 we started a men's team, uh, and that's kind of how I got into it. I was kind of I always say I was the right place, right time. Dan knew I loved the sport and I had a passion for golf, but uh, yeah, it was something that wasn't even on my radar, to be honest with you. And how, how did you end up at the U? You've been there. Is, is this your second full season, man? Yeah. So this we just finished our second year. We came in the uh, middle of uh, winter, so we got hired. In, I got hired in January of 2021. So um, over COVID. So this is my finished up my second year. Uh, it was that's another unique story. But uh, we uh, I got there real real Brinsby, the head coach, got hired uh, after Michelle Redman retired. Um, again, this was all over COVID. Um, Real got hired in December of uh, 2020, and then uh, she called me uh, January 21 uh, or December of 21 or 20, and we uh, uh, asked me if I'd be interested in the job. Uh, we had not known each other, had zero connection with one another. Uh, we had some mutual connections and some uh, mutual friends, and that's how she got my name. But. Uh, yeah, so it's just uh, it's always been a dream to come and, and work for the hometown university. So uh, when she made that call, I was really excited. Well, that's great, and you know it's amazing the the impact that uh, you guys have made on the women's program in a, a very short period of time. You're really having a lot of success. And t- tell us about uh, about your season this year, man. Yeah, I mean, this season, I think, you know, geez, the, the results and the numbers kind of speak for itself. But, you know, one thing that I'd like to say is I've never, I don't think I've ever had so much fun uh, coaching uh, in a year that I have this year. Uh, this team that we've had, um, they're made up of uh, some quality um, young ladies that, that just, they strive, they work hard, they have a common vision and goal. Um, so that's been really fun to be able to to help these ladies along this year. You know, we've had a great season. Unfortunately, you know, we well, fortunately, we have two individuals moving on to regional play, which is great. Uh, Paul McCauley and Mariana Masotis, they're they're moving on to regional play. Um, unfortunately, the team just missed it. Uh, we were the first team out, unfortunately. So um, we were ranked 58 in the country and in the top 57 goes. So that was a little disappointment, but. Uh, you know, it gives us some motivation for next year as a team. We got most of our team returning. Um, and again, you know, I think it's a great experience for these two freshmen, Bella and, and Mar, to, to be able to go to regionals and see what, you know, NCAA championship division one golf is about. So Matt, somebody um, probably lipped out a 12 footer sometime during the season and took you from 57th yeah. to 58th. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, you, you, we laugh about it, but it really, it came down, I think, to one shot. And, and, and you can you look back at all the shots that we hit, um, you know, with golf stat, they have some different rankings, and and it's all about competitive wins and, and head-to-heads and all those things. And, and we just needed one more competitive win against a team. And I think we're, you know, Real and I were thinking, man, how many teams did we tie this year if we would have had one more competitive win uh, one stroke would have probably done it, but you know, it, it, you look back on it, you can't let that define the season. I mean, we we had a very successful season. Um, you know, we played one of the strongest schedules I think this team has played. Um, we went to some great tournaments, had some great experience. 
um, and we get to continue it with these two freshmen. So, so we're pretty happy. We're considered a, a big success. Yeah, the future is very bright. Matt, tell, you know, some of our listeners are probably familiar with Bella McCauley. She had such a great high school career in Minnesota, won a couple state uh, championships and played in the U.S. Open and, and some other events. Um, tell, tell us about her season and give us a little background on Bella. Yeah, well, Bella, Bella I mean, what, what you say about Bella, she's, she's a great girl, a local girl. Um, you know, when Rill and I came in and got hired, I know one of one of the first things we tried to do was get Bella to make contact with Bella, and I know Real really worked hard on that right away. I think it might have even been one of her first recruiting calls. But uh, you know, I don't even know if Bella had the Gophers on her radar, even to be honest with you. But when we got that commitment from her, uh, we were so ecstatic. Uh, we knew it was going to be a uh, one of those impact players for this program for many years to come. So you know, she came in. You know, it kind of fit what Real and I wanted to do, and that's let's get the, some of the best players locally or at least in the Midwest to come to Minnesota. Uh, so, you know, she she committed to us, and she ended up having one of the best seasons, I think, that an individual has had for the Gopher Women's program. I think she, you know, just some quick stats off the top of my head, I think she was the first Gopher in, I think it was 26 years to earn all Big Ten. She had four straight top ten finishes to finish her year. Um, she, her scoring record, I think, was the best in history for women's golf, and I think she broke that by over a full stroke. So I mean, that's wow. a, a yeah. So she had just she just came in. She was uh, you know she was ready to go. And Chris, I think you know Bella a little bit. She was she's so focused yeah. and so so determined that you know all we had to do was just kind of point her bring her to the tournaments and she kind of did her <laughs> did her thing to to, yeah. to, to to get those top tens and stuff so she's she's yeah, just yeah. been a joy you know so yeah she's a great kid you know and the comment you made earlier about you know you have, it's been so much fun coaching this team and you know I, I know a number of the girls on on your team and and you you guys do you have such great chemistry and there's such a great team culture there how how have you created that you know college golf it's such a you know the these kids come in they're so used to playing as individuals for the most part because golf is more individual sport even though they've played high school golf you come in as a team and you're fighting for a spot so there's always this a little bit of an edge where you know kids they want a spot on the team yet they're they they they're want to be part of the team so they're competing against their their teammates and all that. How, mm-hmm. how have you created such a great team culture well you know i think that's i think that has to do well first of all it comes over from the top in our leadership so uh you know i think when real came in she she defined how she wanted this this program to look and that was one of the things too that i really was attracted to um when when she was talking to me about being her assistant um and that was just you know it comes down to core values i believe i think both real and i believe in just this it's a word that gets thrown a lot around a lot on teams but it's that true family atmosphere and you hit it right on the, the nose chris when you said it's about culture and everything else you know it starts we had an awesome base of girls that we could come into and these yeah remember we came in in the middle of covid these girls hadn't seen each other i think in almost a year um so then they they come in their first meetings with two brand new coaches so i mean you gotta give a lot of credit 
got to give a lot of credit to the, I call them the core of this team, the girls that were there, uh, you know, it, the girls that are still on the team, Emma and Grace, um, they're from both from Illinois, but they, they were freshmen at the time. And, uh, you know, so I think it starts with those players and just getting them to believe that we truly are a family. And, and you know, you, family to me is not a word that can be taken lightly. Um, and we all come from obviously different backgrounds and different experiences, but to create that opportunity, I think, to grow together and help each other, um, I think that's really what carried us, especially this year. Uh, I know that these girls are, I mean, they're teammates, but they're all like best friends. And I think that's the, that's the important part of it um, as far as our success on the course is the success that these girls have had off the course. That that definitely comes through and when like your social media posts and when you see things about the girls, they really they really seem to all enjoy each other and the, the great chemistry together. And uh, it's fun. Yeah, to you know, a, a word that I think of is just selfless. You know, I think these yeah. girls they're so selfless and they want to see each other succeed. Um, and you can't fake that, you know, I, I think you, people can see you through fake people and, and man, these girls are truly genuine and just, you know, a lot has to do with how they were all raised too. It goes to their families and their parents, but uh, it's been, yeah. it's been fun. Brill and I were able to come in and just, you know, just help with this. They, they're the ones that are the foundation to it. It's been, it's been a fun, fun go about you're listening to our interview with Matt Higgins, assistant golf coach for the Women's University of Minnesota team, back with more on Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, 1380 KLIZ The Fan, also 105.1 FM. Find us also at uh, KLIZ.com and LakesWoodsAndIrons.com and wherever your podcasts are sold. This segment brought to you in part by the Tea Hive and also by Holiday Stores on Mill Avenue, Cross Lake, and Excelsior Road. Now back to our conversation with Matt Higgins, assistant golf coach of the University of Minnesota women's team. Chris and I have talked a lot, Matt, over the years of the show and the connections. You guys use the term mutual connections uh, at the beginning of the show, and that really sounds like what you've got going with this team, but also just like with you and Chris. I mean, uh, you guys have mutual connections. You become friends 15 years ago. The extensions in golf, and it sounds like the inst- extensions on your team into the future, whether it's the game or the culture, I'm not sure, but it sure establishes lifetime friendships, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's so true. It's, it's about relationships. And, you know, in, with the Minnesota golf community especially, it's a small community, even though it's a big state. But uh, it, it, I think it's a small, tight-knit community, and everyone knows everybody, and and I think, but for the most part, everyone tries to help everybody, and that, and that's kind of cool. I, I think, you know, we're, you know, I saw Chris. We were at the Masters, and I, I'm, we're sitting behind the sixth hole, and all of a sudden I hear Matt. And I look up, and it's Chris and his son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> last person I was expecting to see there, but, but uh, you know, it was, you know, it's just that kind of small Minnesota, you know, it's that Minnesota golf community, and that, that's what's really cool. Also, wanted to ask yeah, you, Matt. You, I heard uh, earlier you you had a Montana connection. I'm a Montana boy. Where were you coaching out there? Oh, go Grizz! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Missoula, so I was a women's golf coach there. That I tell you what, that, I don't know where you're from, Matt, but Missoula was one of my favorite towns. And what a beautiful, 
beautiful city that is and talk about some good golf courses out there there's a ton of golf courses out there that are absolutely gorgeous yeah most of my or a bunch of my best friends they were they were grizzlies so i visited them all the time i happened to be a cougar from just across the uh, state line a couple pl- miles oh, away sure, but... yeah. <laughs> yeah i was at I, I played a lot of the golf courses in missoula that's a that's a good golf yeah community. We, i was i was at the country club there and man that that place is just you talk about a traditional country club that place was just pure it is good I uh, yeah. I played some golf. That I, I don't know if you know, Matt. I was originally from Montana. I think I told you that. But I uh, yeah, you yeah. I p- played a little bit of golf at uh, the little country club growing up. So good spot. But uh, yeah. Matt, what what's uh, you know? I don't think people realize the demands of it. one the demands of a college athlete, but a, a college golfer for sure. I mean, it's probably the most time consuming sport there is. What what's a typical day look like for for your team? Well, team? yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I think these girls obviously they're students, right? So they go to class. So we try to schedule um, our practices after they're done with classes. So well, we don't try, we do. So uh, you know, we'll usually have practice that either starts uh, at either one or three in the afternoon, depending on day. Um, and, and we only work with them for a couple hours every day. Um, to do what we think we need to get done with them. They also have workouts, so they, they do workouts uh, three days a week. Um, you know, total, we only get 20 hours total with them uh, per per week, but, you know, that's not including the extra time they put in. Um, you know, these girls, you know, I'll get swing videos from girls that are, you know, working at the facility at 7, 8 at night, <laughs> you know, when practice yeah. is over for a couple hours. And, I mean, these girls really... You know, they are grinding, especially, you know, I'm thinking about the last couple of weeks when we've been preparing for Big Ten and they're preparing for, you know, last week of school and, and finals week and, and, you know, Mar and Bella are getting ready to leave for regionals and, and they're preparing for for that, but they're also having to finish finals. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge strain on these kids, but, you know, they're very organized. They're very, um, uh, you know, they, they have their schedules all put together we have a great um academic department that that helps them um with anything that they need as far as tutoring or scheduling or those types of things so you know i I, it takes a lot from these kids um to be organized but uh you know they they get it done i I don't know if i could do it i mean they have so much on their plate and you think about their social life their friendships outside of golf but then you have practice and schoolwork and, and try to fit in eating and sleeping in that as well it, it's definitely a full full day yeah, full-time job it's uh, it's definitely it is, a lot different is. than what a lot different than when i played college golf 30 years ago but uh <laughs> now what how about for a for a, a young lady who has a has aspirations of playing college golf at a elite level like you guys are at what 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 type of uh, advice or suggestions do you have for them well obviously i think you know just getting out there and and for for us you know especially at the you know when we're looking for kids at the u obviously playing in the what i call the bigger tournaments the quality you know the the u.s qualifiers those types of tournaments um you know i i think too with some of these young girls that start i mean 
don't do it if you don't have a passion for the game. And I, I even told my yeah. two younger daughters when they were younger, you know, I get a lot of questions I get is, well, do your girls play golf? And they don't because they didn't really have a passion for golf. They had a passion for soccer, so that's the route they went on. But I would say if they're 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 young golfers, I, I would say you know find the passion in the sport. And if they if they have that passion, I think that's going to direct them, especially in the golf, growing up and and trying to play for us, um, or trying to play for any college. I'm sorry. Um, so you know I would give them that advice first. I'd also say you got to work hard. You got to dedicate to your sport. Um, listen to your parents; they, they know best. Um, <laughs> I, you know, one thing one thing we look at when we recruit. You know, we love watching kids because we love watching them through the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of a golf tournament and how they treat their families beforehand and afterwards. And that says a lot about the character of a kid. And, and that's one of our biggest things is we we like to bring in high character kids, uh, and we believe that translates into high character on the course as well so you know i, I guess long long answer to your short question but you know i would say just make sure you have a passion for golf i think that's going to direct and drive you to, and and if you have the talent you're, you're not going to have any issue finding a school to play for then as lee trevino <laughs> said have the passion and then hit 500 balls a day <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know if my I, if i hit 500 golf balls a day i don't even know if that could help my game well matt that's uh that's great stuff we really appreciate coming on the show and and, uh uh sharing about the university of minnesota and and uh and your team so uh hope you guys bella and uh i'm sorry who's 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 mariana yes yeah Yeah, mariana hopefully they have a great uh that starts when next week, correct? Yeah, so it's it's they they're going to Indiana, so uh, it starts May Monday, May eighth. Uh, so yeah, they were, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how they do. I think the course will set up well for them. It's, it's bent grass, so we don't have to go play on that Bermuda stuff anymore. So <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's at the uh, golf club at Chatham Hills up in Westfield, Indiana, which is just north of Indianapolis. So yeah, well that will start Monday. It goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we're we're excited. Awesome. Well, hopefully we have a uh, you have a couple of uh, NCAA qualifiers after that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cross your fingers. We'll see. Well, 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 appreciate you coming on, Matt, and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. That's Matt Thanks, Higgins, Chris. Thanks, Matt. assistant golf coach at the University of Minnesota. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on the Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Also find us at lakeswoodsandirons.com, wherever your podcasts are sold as well. This segment brought your way by Legacy Courses, and Craigan's Legacy Courses are extraordinary. Uh, the new layman course, complete and uh, ready for action for the 2023 season, and uh, just uh, going to be a phenomenal season at Craigan's. And uh, Chris, if people want to get a lesson, we were talking, I had a Actually, a work uh, coworker who asked me about it because they've heard the show, and I said, uh, "I think he's think he's still got an opening or two. Best way is through your website, right?" Yeah, and the best way is uh, chrisfoleygolf.com, and uh, in the upper corner of the the page, there's a schedule now button, and you can 
you know, see my availability and schedule a lesson right online. Pretty simple. I'll have to do that, I think. I've got, uh, actually, as we speak, it's a nice day, and there's leagues tonight for the first time, and courses are some just barely open and some opening. So uh, late, kind of a late spring, but uh, gets us more anxious to get out there and get our games in shape. Jack Nicholas' yeah, article in USA Today talking about Tiger Woods and how he let a few things out of the bag at the Champions Dinner at the Masters, and Annika Sorenstam weighs in as well on uh, Tiger's injuries and maybe pretty much taking this year off, it sounds like. Nicholas, of course, 18 majors, looks uh, more and more safe as Tiger has to fight through injuries. But Jack said he, he showed a lot of guts and courage uh, to play, try to be part of what's going on. He's actually swinging pretty well. He just can't walk. And Tiger basically said to Jack, if it helps where I can walk, I'm willing to do it. So uh, willing to go under the knife again is what Tiger was talking about. Uh, his walking yeah. has become an issue. As everybody knows, if your ankle's bad or your knee's bad, uh, then it goes up to your hip or down to your knee or whichever way it's going. But uh, any anything wrong with one of your legs seems to affect both legs and every joint in between. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you know there, there's probably not a professional athlete that's gone through more surgeries than Tiger has at this point in their career, and uh, I would say it's pretty telling that uh, Joe Acava is now going to caddy full time for Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, and uh, I, I I think that you know if, if and when Tiger does play, I, I, I would guess Lacava may come back and work for Tiger, but he's going to, you know, on a full-time basis, caddy for Patrick Cantlay. And, um, I don't know, after this surgery, you got you have to see what happens. But uh, the likelihood of Tiger playing more than a couple events a year uh, are pretty slim uh, until he can ride a card on the Champions Tour. Right, yeah, that's uh, not too far away, three years away. Uh, when right. that happens, he'll be very dangerous on the Champions Tour because his swing actually looked pretty good, but uh, it was breaking down by, and you hate to see it, you know, he made the cut, and there was so much press about that, it was almost ridiculous, but uh, then he was all of a sudden nine over by day three, and you could see his body was just wearing out. You can't, uh, not only the pain, but all the muscles are different, and you're, uh, you know, it, it's just a chain reaction, really, with those kind of injuries. Yeah, if you, and you know, just for anybody, if you, if, if you when your legs get tired, or your legs are hurting, it, you're not going to play play golf, good golf. Uh, you know, the base of your swing just changes, and pretty tough. For our listeners, Chris, the uh, less dedicated but uh, still uh, serious golfer, the uh, this time of year, a lot of times the guys haven't swung hardly at all, or maybe haven't been out walking with the cooler weather. And the wet weather, but now, uh, what do you recommend early in the season for uh, health-wise? Maybe not necessarily your swing, but flexibility and uh, stamina and those kind of things. Yeah, you know, if you if you haven't done anything over the winter and you're just getting started, it's uh, you really got to you know kind of ease into it, and um, you got to you know get to the range before you play and and swing, or even just swinging at home, and and uh, you know this is the time of year where you know, it may, it may be a little cool and you haven't swung at all. And, you know, it's kind of a, a back injury waiting to happen. Yeah. So if you, 
if you can just you know make sure you you're you loosen up before you play you're warm you you know just you know you use uh use caution as you ease into the season and don't push it too hard so you so you can have a good golf season yeah yeah i think uh Sometimes early in the year, I think maybe nine holes is a good idea if you're as old as I am <laughs> to start with. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, no question. It, uh, get out there, get get loose, get get your feel for where the ground and the ball are. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have some great uh, great weather coming up here, and a lot of good opportunities to play, Mac. Then that uh, magical first round. A lot of times, Chris, I'm, I've heard lots of guys say it, and I happen to be one of them. That first round of the year sometimes is one of your best two or three rounds of the whole season for some reason. Well, you don't you don't have any bad memories, <laughs> and uh, you, you know it, it's it's pretty telling because you you don't have any expectations. So those you know low expectations, you're you're able to free it up and just play. And uh, you know once we get a few rounds in our belt, we've 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 hit some bad shots or or we've played well and our expectations rise, we put more more pressure on ourselves, and it's uh it's harder to play well so all right chris uh, great guest again this week thanks for setting that up thank you mac and we'll see you at the golf course all right <laughs> perfect yeah. you you've been listening to lakes woods and irons on 1380 kliz